Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Welcome back to the Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club, coming to you from Sydney, Australia. This is the April 2017 edition. My name is Damien Marisha. I'm here with Dr. L. Vandervoord. The next paper which we looked at was perforator-based interposition flaps perform better than full thickness grafts for the release of burn scar contractures, a multi-center randomized control trial. This uh, paper is out of the Netherlands and was published earlier this year. So L, what was this paper about in a nutshell? This paper look, uh, compared the effectiveness of perforator-based interposition flaps with full thickness skin grafts um, in the release of burn scar contractures and their particular interest, um, the outcome that they were particularly interested in was the uh, recontracture rate. Um, so it was a randomised control trial uh, across two centres in the Netherlands. Um, it wasn't blinded um, and they recruited 30 patients across these two centres, so 16 in the flap group and 14 in the full thickness skin graft group. Their inclusion criteria, they needed patients that were over 18 years of age um, with a wide scar contracture. They excluded the face and scalp um, and they also needed to have sufficient tissue for a, for a local flap. Um, in terms of the surgical technique, so for the flap group, they were using um, ad hoc perforator flaps. So um, the perforator was identified on Doppler, um, designed including supple scar tissue if necessary, and then it was converted to an island flap if, the, if kinking at the base compromised the vascularity. Um, with the donor site being closed prim- primarily. Uh, with full thickness skin grafts, they were harvesting them from where the flap would have been located, um, applying a tra- tie over dressing and then reviewing those at the seven day mark. Okay, so in a nutshell, they recruited 30 patients and 16 ended up in the flap group and 14 ended up in the skin graft group. So what did they find? So their primary outcome measure um, was looking at the surface area of the flap and graft, or flap or graft, and they were tracing those and then um, calculating it digitally. Um, it was quite interesting what they found in the flap group. So at the three month mark, they found that the flap was 123% of the surface area, and then it had increased again um, at the 12 month mark up to 142%. Um, whereas the graft at three months was 87% and then um, 92% uh, at the 12 month mark. And uh, how about the uh, observer scores which they found in terms of the result? So they found that that was statistically significant, um, they found statistically significant results for the observer scores. So they found it was improved in the flap group both at three and 12 months. However, they didn't find um, that there was any statistically significant difference in the patient score, nor um, any difference for elasticity or range of motion um, following contracture release. So what was the ultimate conclusion of the study? So the ultimate conclusion was that um, perforator-based interposition flaps do result in more effective scar contracture release, um, and the flap actually increases in in size with time. Um, So if sufficient adjacent skin is available for a flap, then it is worth considering that over a full thickness skin graft for for scar contracture release. Okay, did you have any issues with the paper? Um, I thought it was a very interesting paper, but it did have small numbers, so only 16 in the flap group and 14 in the full thickness skin graft group. 
I thought the study design was very good. I mean, it got a rating of one on their little pyramid of uh, of uh, therapeutic effectiveness of the oh, you know, the the study design and the like, and having it randomised, multi-centre. Um, they've certainly appeared to have done everything they could to try to make it a true apples with apples comparison. Mm, no, I'd agree with that. I thought it was disappointing that even though they they found um, that the observer score was was um, higher, it was improved in the flat group compared with the graft group, there was no difference, significant difference for the patient observed outcome. Um, yeah. But anyway, I guess uh, hopefully they'll continue uh, to monitor it and then they can report their further results uh, uh, with large groups, which uh, may enable them to look at things such as range of motion and, uh, and the like. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.